0: Welcome to 30 Minute Reviews, I am Adam. It is the day after Christmas, and as is always the case with, um, what's it called, with, uh, the week of Christmas and then this little week after. Very slow news week, uh, not much going on in the world of the news. Um... So, but there is one big story that I think I missed um, because I had it on my list and I think I missed it. Oh no it broke last week. Uh, the The one big story of last week was um, we know who is going to be the Batman of uh, Leslie Grace's Batgirl movie. Now you'll remember a few weeks maybe a few months ago Leslie Grace put out a statement saying that quote the real Batman was going to be in the Batgirl movie, um, with, you know, who the real Batman is being up for debate, considering there's, like, 12 Batman on TV, um, and then there's always the option that they just recast entirely, you know, they said, um, she said that it, it is the, the real one's going to be in it, so we now know who the real one is going to be, it's going to be Michael Keaton. Um, now, now. Personally, I'm not entirely for this. um, Because, here's the thing. I... I I want characters to have their chance to shine. And and for new characters to not be overshadowed by nostalgic trips. And I'm going to put a spoiler warning here. Because I want address, you know, why it's different for No Way Home than it is for both The Flash and for Batgirl, because No Way Home, you know, hangs its hat, or mask, figuratively, on the fact that there are a bunch of, you know, villains from across movies. There's one villain per movie, um, with Green Goblin, um, Doc Ock, Sandman, um, and then uh, Lizard and Electro showing up what um, Sinister Five, if you will, um, showing up to do battle against um, Spider-Man from the MCU, and then both the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield, um, the Spider-Man from the amazing Spider-Man movies. And, you know, here's, here's the thing. With that, this is now the third movie in um, Peter Parker's, you know, journey. And really... His journey, as we know it, starts even before we meet him in Civil War. But we've seen him in Civil War, then Homecoming, then Infinity War, then Endgame, then, you know... Because, like, this entire thing is... We are not, you know, getting to the end where we're saying, like... Oh, it's acting on nostalgia. Sorry, something fell off my seat into my, uh... Sandwich from the other day. Well, sandwich tray. Um... And, you know, we're not banking on nostalgia. We are, you know, it's, 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 yeah, we're doing that here. Um, and I think a lot of this had to do with the pandemic. as like, this will be the movie that got people back in theaters. And, and it worked because it's the number one, two, uh, number two movie of, of all time in the opening weekend. Um, it does have a bit of a drop off, but that was to be expected due to the pandemic. So, like, it, it, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, this worked, but they built to it. Um, yeah, they may have introduced the multiverse and all of that in this one movie, but narratively, we understand it, and narratively, it's come from there. It's not like, with this stuff, you know, we haven't had a chance to develop this Barry Allen in the Flash movie, you know? We, like, we're jumping right into Flashpoint without being like, okay, so here is who Barry Allen is. Barry Allen is a good person because this happened, this happened, this happened, and he's not going to let that affect him, and he's still going to become the good person become the hero. Um, because at its core, for that movie to work, you, you do need... Um, what's it called? You do need um, the relationship between the Flash and the Reverse Flash to have been established. Like... That's why they don't jump in with Flashpoint even at the end of season one of the show where they have the chance to do that where Barry is given the option to go back in time and save his mother's life and he gets to the path and he gets to that point and future him waves himself off because he knows what's going to happen and, you know, they don't not giving that opportunity to develop is a major hindrance it's a major, major hindrance to telling the story um, because they're more committed to getting the, you know, the nostalgia trip of other characters coming in. Like, it's the same thing with, like, you know, Multiverse of Madness will almost certainly feature more cameos from other people, be it, you know, someone from the X-Men universe, someone from the old Fantastic Four movies, you know. There, there's, a, there's a solid chance that we get someone from the, um, from, from even Tra- um, Trank's Fantastic Four movie. Like, there are... Plenty of options here. Plenty of options that, that are on the table. And, um, but the thing is, we've established them. We're not jumping right in with this. And, and yeah, I think there's a solid chance that Multiverse of managed to be bloated, especially after we saw the trailer. Um, the trailer was formally released online where, you know, we see America Chavez showing up, we see, um, uh, like, Wanda's there, and and we have to deal with all that. And I think the trailer is misdirecting us a little bit about how, um, uh, what's it called? About how Wanda's not actually going to be the bad guy, and he's looking for Wanda for help. I I think that's a bit of a misdirect. Um, and I think that, you know, Strange Supreme is there too, but he's not going to be the bad guy either. Um, but yeah, I I guess I feel like this is a, I don't want to say missed opportunity. Because a missed opportunity implies that we know the o- outcome of this, but the thing is, it's like you know. I think it speaks to a lack of faith that Warner Brothers has in the IP, um, and because it it doesn't have like like because there's no if there was faith. ...that this movie would do well... ...and be able to stand on its own two feet... ...without having to worry about... um, ...you know... ...without having to worry about... ...the the impending loss of... ...you know... ...like what would happen if people don't go and see it... ...it's like... ...the Michael Keaton of it all... ...is them saying... ...we think we need someone else here to draw viewers in... Um, ...which... ...speaks more to... ...the perceived strength of the script... And the perceived strength of everything else going along with it, than it does about you know the movie's quality, and it, I think it's going to leave a lot of people with a um, with a weird taste in them. I know, it, I know, it, it makes me a little bit hesitant now, where I'm like, well, how like if this movie could stand on its own, we don't need to make this into Batman Beyond, and and you will remember that I've been saying a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton and. Um, as, uh, as Bruce Wayne and, uh, Timothy Chalamet as Terry McGinnis would be great. I would watch that movie. And if they go that route with this, then that's fine. And, but the thing is, those are two different characters. Like, there's a difference between Terry and, and um, and, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon. Like, they're not interchangeable. Um, and I think that, you know, having Batman as a mentor in this situation would be different only because it's like her dad, you know, like the, the tragic step back behind Terry McGinnis is, is similar enough to Batman where he's like, I can't in good conscience say to this kid don't do what I did. So it's in my best interest to do what I can to keep them alive. But I think that in a world where like, if he's going to take on that role to Barbara Gordon, I feel like that is a little bit irresponsible of him. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to watch it anyway. It's going to HBO Max. I think it's going late next year to HBO Max. I'm going to watch the movie. um, But I I feel like if they had confidence in this script, they wouldn't have put... They wouldn't have gone out of their way to put um, Michael Keaton in this movie. Um, Because I think that had that been the case and they were like, oh, this is 100% going to be, you know the the best, the, this is going to be a great movie and this is going to be able to build a franchise on the back of, I feel like they, they would have just been like, okay, so here is Batgirl. Enjoy Batgirl and, and you know, it, you will like this movie. It is, you know, it is a Batgirl movie. Um, I, I think that that's a failing on the part of this movie if they don't, um, what's it called? If they don't put, if they, if they do that in that way. So, I don't know, but that, that's my, that's in my general feeling about this in general, where it's like, back when Batman v Superman came out and it made $800 million, someone did a mock-up of, like, fake, um, like, uh, posters for, or fake logos like Batman v Superman, but for all of the, uh, other characters, um, to be like, oh, and here's how they're gonna insert Batman into every other movie, and I'm just like, you know, we don't need necessarily to have Batman in every other movie. It's funny, but that's not going to happen. And, and yet, here we are. We're bat- I mean, look, I think that if they did a Batgirl movie and Batman was not there, it would have been a little bit weird. But Batwoman made it work. Like, if Batwoman can make it work, why can't Batman, why can't Batgirl make it work? Um, and, and, like, the, the amount of things that they've done on TV without being able to reference the the characters, have the characters on screen. It's been two seasons to have Batman be on screen in um, on Titans and, and Titans, um, you know, has Nightwing in the lead role. And, you know, there's, there's a recurring character of... Um, who's recurring in that? Um, uh, uh, Jason Todd's recurring on that show. So, you know, there, there are plenty of, you know, ways to do that. It took them five seasons to even reference Bruce Wayne as a human being on Arrow. Which is, like, the most obvious thing, like, where, like, they don't reference Wayne anywhere. I mean, I think it's briefly mentioned on The Flash when they do, like, the, the, the newspaper, as, like, Wayne Tech or, um, or, like, Wayne Corp is buying out, um, what was it called? Uh, Queen Consolidated or some bullshit like that. But I, I don't feel like, you know, you don't necessarily need to build a franchise on the back of, you know, the Batman. Um... Especially because you just let the character... the thing is, too, it's like... They're not putting Michael Keaton into the Batman. They're not putting Michael Keaton into, um, you know, other movies like that. Like, Shazam didn't have a Batman. Um, there's a Batarang in the movie, but that wasn't a selling point of the movie. Um, it's like, if you're doing that for, for that character, then why... Why do we need to do this? Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to be able to say one way or the other what's going on there is good. Um, but speaking of casting other um, Justice League members in movies, they did just add a major cast member to uh, Shazam, uh, according to reports. Apparently, um, and it makes sense. When, when we think about what this movie's about, it would have been a little bit weird if... You know, this character wasn't about Shazam Fury of the Gods. It deals with Greek gods. I think Aspera's in it, Calypso. um, Rachel Zegler is playing a third one um, who they haven't named yet. But in that world, there is a DC character who is in that same world who is very much tied to the Greek gods. And I think that if they don't show, if this person didn't show up, it would be a little weird. Uh, And that person is um, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, and allegedly, Gal Gadot has been added to the script. But the thing is, that makes sense. And it's not like you know they're bringing back Linda Carter to do that. It's not like, and it's not again. Linda Carter is going to be in Wonder Woman three, but Linda Carter is not was not in Wonder Woman one to take the spotlight away from the new character. And that's kind of the big deal here. It's like you are taking the spotlight off of the main character, putting it onto. A what, what what could probably be a glorified cameo, but you know, for for whoever it is showing up for the for the day or two of work and, and doing that. Now I don't know how big of a role in the card is going to have in uh, in Wonder Woman three, but you know, it, it, it would be if in one she was there. It's like it's the same thing with like Ghostbusters Afterlife, where you know that the the original Ghostbusters show up to 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 solve the problem at the end, and I'm like, yeah, you know. All of those who yell about, oh, it's poor writing anytime it's a woman character. Like, you have a literal deus ex machina when the fucking original Ghostbusters show up to solve the save the day. But that's okay because there's three old guys who, who you saw uh, 40 years ago in a movie. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. it's I, I'm okay with some aspects of this. I'm not okay with other aspects of this. Um, like, you know... I'm gonna watch the movie anyway, but I feel like I wanted to get my point across that we we like we're in this kind of weird time where nostalgia is selling, um, and nostalgia can be distilled and bottled in a in a in a unique way. Um, and and while that's possible, um, we're going to be getting these movies where like oh, and here's someone from your childhood back again. Um, and if, if Adam West was still alive, you can bet your ass he would have been there um, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today, uh, we'll be back with, beware of spoilers this week on Licorice Pizza and, uh, Book of Boba Fett episode one, I think, it's they're only dropping one episode, I think, um, on Wednesday, and I think there something else, um, it's a slow week, so I might see one more movie and then do the year interview, um, so until then, have a great rest of your week.